It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. Follow the show on at number podcast on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram, and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider showing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 204, another week full of ups and downs. Off the pitch, not so good. Uh, Nathan Teller's out. Shay Adams seemingly following, possibly. Uh, three lonely signings in on the pitch. A home win at last. And it wasn't pretty at times, but another three points. And today we will focus on that QPR game from Saturday discuss all those incomings, outgoings, potential outgoings, and look forward to next week's big trip up to Sunderland 
uh, going through all this with me is the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton and Tim Bazance. Kevin, first. Good afternoon, Mush. How are you? Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm glad to be back on the South Coast again. In, enjoy the uh, St. Mary's atmosphere once again. Was, uh, was... In the, the varied weather. Yeah, we got caught in that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should, we should have got in a few minutes earlier because we absolutely tipped it down, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. I think uh, we, we were still enjoying the drinks, though, but yeah, it was... Uh... It was fine. And we had a trip to the uh, to the snow stadium in the week as well, didn't we? Or the day before. Oh, yeah. And bumped into Calvin Davis. Had a good chat with him. Yeah. And Shannon Seabright was it? Yeah. Shannon Seabright was there. Yeah. We said hello to her. Yeah, that's no, good. Apart from yeah. that. Hobnob in there with the, the Saints Elite. Yeah. Uh, and Tim, uh, how are you? How has your week been? Yeah, it's been really productive. Uh, things have been going pretty well. And uh, I really can't complain. Good stuff. Um, we'll start with the positives then because we've got three big points. Uh, we're moving up that championship table to fourth now. Adam Armstrong grabs his fourth of the season. His first win at St. Mary's since Leicester on the 4th of March. Wow. Flynn Downs and Ryan Fraser, I mean, they looked good, didn't they? Uh, but sorry, there are some big problems. There's uh, no Che in the squad, as we know. Jack Stevens looks to be out for a, for a considerable amount of time. Uh, and that Nathan Teller news has just left us all reeling. And oh, we'll discuss that, that in, in the news. But uh, ver- first, very, very quickly, I'm... Um, our Discord, I mean, it's continuing to grow and lots of more people are joining. And I would say if, if you do want to join, just get in contact with us, or, you know, through the socials, email us or whatever. Uh, you can join in with all the discussions, the predictions, the fantasy football, all free to enter. So just just uh, hunt us down if you really, really want to get in there. Um, anyone's welcome. Um, and a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, then please uh, support it by uh, visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, and I want to say thank you so much to the anonymous person for uh, buying us a, a few pints this week. So that was very, very generous. Yeah. Cheers, anonymous listener. You can be proud of yourself. Right. OK, uh, fellas, we, we've got some news to go through. Uh, should we do that right now? This is ITN in that number news. ITN news, then we'll start with the big one. Nathan Teller. Um, this was something. Fuck that, yeah. What? It's my reaction. Oh, OK. Um, it's something that I prepared for uh, back at the start of the window, but things just seemed to settle, didn't it? And yeah, he was he was subject to bids, but I don't think. Well, I didn't think we were going to accept any of them. I mean, and even last week we discussed the possi- possibility of him moving on and and. And I really thought, given his great start to the season, that we keep him. And, it, and more importantly, he wants to stay. But, you know, here it is, 20 million quid to buy Leverkusen. Um, and it was official uh, as of Sunday morning. It's a real kick to the gut, really. And, yeah, all of us gutted about this. Although, I mean, it should be said, because, I mean, there was a lot of bad reaction around the stadium on on Saturday saying that, you know, I can't believe this club's doing it again. You know, they're stripping all our assets and but I think once the dust set was you know you, you have to remember that he want he wanted out the money was good and if he doesn't want to be here there's really not a lot you can do about it Tim yeah absolutely if he doesn't want to be here then or if he feels the opportunity uh, to be able to succeed Zabi Alonso is a fantastic coach at Leverkusen uh, I have was a fortunate opportunity to go watch a game and be able to check out the area and see the fans uh, when I was when I was there over in Germany one time, actually probably a couple of years ago now. And to me, if he's going to be able to have that European, you know, the, the, be able the opportunity to play in Europe, uh, play in a fantastic league like the Bundesliga, 
um, to, it's going to be a it's going to be a good time for him, and I really hope for the best for him. But really, what comes about it is concerns that we don't have enough uh, available to us. So I will reserve my judgment for talking with about Sports Republic until the the signing window closes. But right now, it does feel like uh, our assets are being stripped, and it feels they're very VC like, and eventually just. Uh, we're going to be stuck in the championship. So we need to be able to replace him and then some in order to be able to succeed and get promoted. And it does seem like that, Kev. I mean, yeah. but, I mean it, it, you're sorry, it's just sort of like, it's a paradox really, isn't it? Like we're in the championship. Everyone's excited about this season. Um, we're going to have a great season, get promoted. And in order to do that, we need to have uh, players that are good enough to be in the Premier League. That's what it means. If you win the championship or finish second or win the playoffs that means that your team is good enough to be in the Premier League therefore you need Premier League players and we're in this championship season and we're getting players leaving to championship up to the Premier League and the Bundesliga and other other leagues it's going to leave us with a championship quality team and that means that we're going to stay in the championship so if, if uh, we want to get back up we're going to need to replace these players with proper quality experienced players it's it's always been the way with Saints though, isn't it? If they're not doing so well, they struggle and they almost they either get relegated or come close to getting relegated. If they're doing really, really well, or like e- they were, even if we're doing really well, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, you just yeah. lose the players that are good enough. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, 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 it seems to always happen. And we are doing ever so well in the championship. You're winning three from four. <laughs> but you still, you know, your your players want to leave, and that's what's disappointing about it. And he said that uh sorry, Russell Martin had said, Kev, that uh, he was training separately on Friday. And he was travelling uh, to Germany on, on Saturday morning. I just feel, mm. I just feel let down by him. Uh, I mean, his decisions. Not so much. But I mean, when I heard the news, I, I was just, I wasn't very happy yesterday. Just like, oh, Sport Republic have done it again. You know, what are they playing at? But at the same time, it's his decision. You know, he he he, he seemed well. He seemed happy. He was scoring, but clearly not wanting mm. to spend any more time in the championship. And once again, Kev, on a business front. You bought him in from Arsenal for nothing uh, from a youth, made 20 million on him. It's good business. But, you know, we're still losing those key players. Again, if Trey goes, that would be good business. Player with a year left on his contract, leaving for a little more than we paid for him after so many years of service. Okay, yeah. But, you know, it's only a good deal if we replace them. You know, if if these, these assets are off the books. Um, you know, that's fine. Our squad's getting thinner. That's what we wanted. It's just we're losing the, the good players, not the not the poor players. Well, exactly. And, and Tim, in terms of the replacement, Russell Martin has said that Ryan Fraser was in the building before the Teller deal was agreed. So he's not the replacement. And he said he will be replaced. I mean, do, do you expect Sport Republic to pull the trigger and make the big money move? Because we know that Leeds have done that now. We've missed out on another target there. I'm going to quote him directly, actually, because he said we will reinvest and replace him. Ryan Fraser is already in the building, but he is not a replacement for Nathan. We will also add to the group in that position. So to me, that seems like there's going to be a big money replacement for him, you know, between 10 and 15 million pounds possibly and then they're going to get some loanies to back up as well that's what it seems like to me yeah i agree with that i think if they were looking to sign a replacement for him and know and knew about it i do believe them which is why i'm reserving judgment till the end of the transfer window to really make decisions because we feel i felt we were looked really weak in attack uh without adams and without tella so to me 
we better reinvest. Otherwise, I'm not going to be very happy whatsoever. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we had a bit of bit, bit, we struggled a bit on Saturday, I don't know. We had the, the two youngsters, Sam, Amo, Amo, the two Sams, let's just say that uh, on the wings. And yeah, I know one of them scored. Uh, the other one wasn't wasn't uh, as, as effective until Ryan Fraser come on a little bit of experience. So uh, maybe that's the, the path they need to take a little bit more experience up there. Uh, Chay Adams, Kev. Now, the Everton bid has come in, right? And it came in again because I think they upped it. And this has been rumbling on for ages now. Very, very unsettling. And I I think this is so, so important, especially now uh, that we can keep hold of him because, you know, he he was supposed to be offered the new deal. And this new deal was said to be a fresh three-year deal, which includes the vice captaincy, which, looking at the situation now, it's going to be caretaker captain, right? Because Stevens is going to be sidelined for a while. This is a clear indication that the club wishes to keep hold of him. Um, and then 2 p.m. Saturday yeah. afternoon, not in the squad for QPR. And you get that sinking feeling again. And yeah, but I mean, I've also heard as well that Everton have agreed a deal for Udinese forward, Beto. So is this an indication that Che isn't going there or are Everton just going to keep buying and buying? I don't think they can, can they? I mean, they're quite um, hamstrung financially. So you don't think that um, it'd be one of the two. Well, but, in that case, yeah, let's just say Che, 30 million, then he's yours. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think the price on his head's a bit lower than that. But, exactly. I mean, with, with I mean, Teller kind of it came out of nowhere because we thought he'd go to Burnley or he'd stay. Because mm-hmm. he seemed to enjoy himself, um, at, you know, at both clubs. And, you know, move to Leverkusen. I mean, that's a, that's a big move, isn't it? Uh, for Che, I mean, I'd be, I'd be over the moon if he stayed. Um, but I guess we just have to be prepared. I mean, he's ostensibly an Everton fan. Everton's his middle name, isn't it? One mm. of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good move for him. I mean, they're, they're rock bottom of the Premier League. And if they think that Shea Adams is the answer to all of their worries, I think they're very much mistaken. Yep. No, I agree. But Tim, it's another tough one to take. And I mean, I'll get to the Russell Martin comments, comments on Che in a bit, but... It was clear indication that Che is keen on the move, <laughs> but um, at least, you know, he's going to be undecided on it at the moment. Um, but yeah, actually, no, I'll read those quotes, what you said about him now, Tim. So he says, uh, bear with me here. I spoke to Che on, on the phone on Thursday after we offered him a new contract and then uh, spoke to him again on Friday in the office. We came to an agreement that he wasn't in the right place to give everything he's got. Both of them played last week and were brilliant despite all the noise. It's been a long week for both of them and the dynamic has changed slightly, but I've got no problem with either of them. I don't want him to play while all this is going on. So nothing has changed from last week, really. We've also offered him a new contract and he's getting pulled from pillar to post. He's getting so much different advice and it's really not easy. He's uh, been a bit heavier this week. Energy not quite the same and that's not intentional, not one bit. He just hadn't been the, the same energetic and vibrant guy we know. So he's definitely it's definitely weighing on him and I didn't want him to put himself through it or did not think he was right to help us. It was my choice. He didn't down tools or refuse to play or anything like that. He'll be pleased we won and it will come to a close this week one way or another. If he goes, we will replace him. If he doesn't, I'll be really happy. So they, Russell Martin saying that it was his decision basically to take Che out of the side, uh, which is, I mean, do we believe that? <laughs> is that? I, I don't understand it. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if he's not right, if he's saying he's not there mentally. Um, There's no change yeah, from last week, though. Right. 
I mean, he should have yeah, been there mentally I mean, last week. He was under. He, he was under. There was a lot of noise last week, which Russell, Russell Martin had said. He said, oh, the, the, you know, the players are still giving me everything in training, and they're still being selected uh, in the Plymouth game. What, they're still being paid to do a job. Exactly. What are they? What's changed? Now they're tra- now they're being yeah. asked to train separate. Uh, Trey Adams and Nathan Teller. Again, you say nothing's changed, but you decided to take him out of the team because it, it, his head wasn't right. So I, d- I don't know. No, he should have been playing. We, we missed him, definitely. Uh, I agree with both uh, both thoughts. Number one is, you're right, it's a business, and the goal is to win it and go out there, and Che is the best opportunity for us to you know play as a top striker up there and be able to score goals. If Che and Adam Armstrong stay this season... I feel very confident in us to be able to be in the top five goal scorers pending they don't get injured uh, in in the league and a really good chance to absolutely make the playoffs, but uh, a decent shout for uh, for automatic promotion. So we want him. We need him to be here. But I do agree with Russell, too, is that if there's the mentality is not there you go out and you give a half-assed play. You don't like. You don't want that. You you want to go out there and be successful. So to me, I think there's that man management perspective, and it transcends beyond the business sense. And so while I understand and I actually applaud Russell for doing that, he needs to recognize that next week of Che is here. He needs to be one of the first people on the team sheet, and he needs to be all in, and he needs to be able to coach him up to get to that point. So, yeah. yeah, we were able to survive with QPR, but we're not going to be able to do this with the September run in with starting with Sunderland and, and beyond. If he's here, great. Um, I want him to be here. I don't want him to leave. I think he is one of the talisman to be able to get us to 35 goals between Adam Armstrong and him. Um, what, but, well, what, what about this Udinese forward with Everton then? Do you think that's a, that, that that's them saying they're uh... – that they're done with, with Chase and Jay. So here is my, I'm going to put on my uh, tinfoil hat here. I don't think he's going to go to Everton, but what I'm really scared about is Tottenham just opened contact with Nottingham Forest for Brennan Johnson for something ridiculous, like 50 million pounds. And then I think they're going to turn around and offer that money to, to, to bring Shay in and have Jay and uh, Awanui as a, you know, a one, two strike partnership. That is my tinfoil hat, and I'm scared that's what's going to happen because that is that seems kind of makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. That seems yeah. way that seems way too realistic for me. And we're so, also yeah. for, forget not forgetting the fact that this is kind of what happened with with Nathan Teller. We were thinking it's Burnley or nothing, like Kev just said. Why are we assuming it's Everton or nothing? If it's not mm-hmm. Everton, it could be somebody else. There's still a, there's still a week left to go, so we have to be prepared that somebody else is going to come in for him. Maybe that's why Che hasn't you know hasn't signed this deal yet. Maybe he's waiting. And, until the end of the window and making his he's making a you know a real decision of on his future here um to make sure he does the right thing and if he's still here i, I i've got no doubt tim if he is still here by the end of the window then you know he'll be he'll be named captain while jack stevens is recovering and he'll give it his all i don't i do too hmm. yeah i do too i think that's that's the right thing but we need to get through the window first and yeah. oh, God. if if spurs by johnson I'm ten, you know, super scared that they're gonna go out and then flip Johnson for 50 million pounds and then pull Che in for 15 million pounds as his replacement, and then we're stuck with, you know, oh, we should have gone for Perot at that point. <laughs> like that's that we're playing that hypothetical, and then we're you know up shit's creek. Yep, and we've left it too late. Yeah, it's just one more week of all this nonsense, of course, and 
And you can see why the managers hate this, you know, the window continuing into the season because all this uncertainty, it's just, it must be so uncertain for everyone. And it's, but yeah, it, it will soon be over. Um, right. Uh, incomings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Flynn Downs, Kev, 24 year old defensive yes. midfielder from West Ham, season long loan, straight into the squad on Saturday. Uh, made his debut after 25 minutes following that uh, Stevens injury. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like him. I've always thought he was good. He's a very intelligent footballer. Uh, one for the purists, I think. You know, he likes to tackle. Uh, absolutely perfect fit for Russell Martin's style of football. I mean, his pass completion percentage is brilliant. Ranks highly in the possession mm. stats. Um, and I don't think many are, are complaining about this deal, right? No, no. He seems to, I mean, kind of a replacement for AWP or Lavia. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, he did fit straight in. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of expecting him to be in the starting line. I was a bit of a surprise to see him on the bench. But, um, I mean, it's quite telling that um, Russell Martin saw that Jack Stevens' op- uh, injury as an opportunity to, to test him out. And yeah. Obviously, he... Because the, the most logical thing um, when Stevens was injured would be to bring on um, ABK, oh, my, oh, my who was chap, yeah. on he the was bench. In, yeah. Um, so, it was, yeah... It's strange, but you can kind of see the logic behind it. You want to, you want to try him out. Um, yeah, that midfield, I think it needed a little bit of something, and he definitely gave it that, and it gave it uh, gave us a chance to see Shea Charles in the centre back role. I, well. I'm, con- I mean, I'm convinced that uh, Flynn Downs wasn't going to be starting. I didn't think he would be. I think he was going to come on, but I thought he was going to come on for Stuart Armstrong because you know that Stuart Armstrong doesn't play ninety minutes these days. But then again, because it all changed. Well. He- he did play 90 minutes, see? Um, did, and yeah. Flynn Downs had to fine. come in. Oh, and he was a standing captain as well for, for Jack Stevens. So, yeah, I, I think Flynn Downs was put into that into that role a lot earlier than he thought, but I did I did expect. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Russell Martin to put him on uh, at some point, maybe on the 70th minute, uh, just to shore up the win, possibly. But but yeah, and um, Tim, Ryan Fraser, that, that was a weird one because that was out of left field, I think. I mean, I know lots of fans weren't impressed with this one. I mean, but I liked him at Bournemouth. I mean, I mean as much as you can like a Bournemouth player, that is. But And I thought that move to Newcastle was a good general promotion for him but it didn't really work I mean the Saudi takeover didn't help him and I think he had a falling out with Eddie Howe as well so and he's just kind of blended into the team there and gone pretty much unnoticed and not really getting those minutes but I wasn't unimpressed with the signing I thought yeah this is okay but just couldn't really understand it because we we need strength and depth but that's not a position that we really need to be filling um Having said that, I thought he was brilliant yesterday, you know, and he's definitely won some people yeah. over there. So Fraser plays on both wings and he's older and he's got the experience. 
so historically, I mean, he's really had a falling out with Eddie Howe during COVID, and then he had a falling out and probably didn't really like uh, Bruce up at Newcastle, which he doesn't does. surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's looking as the opportunity to to get up into the uh, you know to 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 get his next move, whether that be with us if we get promoted or you know just somewhere else where he can be successful. So he needed he needs to be able to show his ability to be you know, a player on the field because he hasn't been and produced anything in a number of years. So to me, I think that, as we saw, this was the right depth signing needed. And whether or not we have an option to buy, I don't know that. Um, so no, to I, me, I have no I have no problem with it because the, re- the realisticness of, you know, what the long-term effects are is that he stucks and we don't get promoted. Well, we're not stuck with him. Mm. So yeah. um, I'm 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 ultimately I'm fine with it. Um, I, I I think it's I I like the the whole gate signing more than I do like the Bray Fraser, but I have nothing against it whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Holgate was a necessity, wasn't it? A centre back that we need, especially now. I suppose it could apply to Ryland Fraser um, or Mason Holgate or Flynn Downs. I mean, these are the kind of signings we were screaming out for last season. Right? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that Mason Holgate one would have been absolutely amazing like you know 12 months ago mm, yeah i mean we, we i think they've learned hopefully learned the mistake that you can't just constantly bring in youngsters that are unproven and expect them to perform in the premier league um if we do get back right um mm. but yeah we've got experienced players from the premier league now playing in the championship so which should be you know an extra, extra bonus yeah well, that's just, yeah, this is it. This is what we needed to do. And as I say, he's 29 years old, uh, Ryan Fraser. He's got the experience, which is, again, something we need. Experience is key and all that. Very, very quick. Very small also. He's only five foot four. Um, yeah, he looked, he look, <laughs> I, I thought, like, it's it's like I zoomed into the rest of the team when I was looking at him. He seemed to be on a different scale to everyone else. <laughs> Low centre of gravity, um, though, yeah. <laughs> he's a kind of chunky barrel of a lad, isn't he? He's very yeah. strong. Um, mm. yeah. He did a lot better than um, uh, Amo Amior. Mm. Well, you need that strength and as well, don't you? Beating players, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like five foot four. We, we, we don't expect to see him on the end of crosses, just putting them in. So, uh, yeah, that's not a problem. I mean, I did see him having a chat with Steve Cook, actually, during um, when the ball was out of play, because obviously they're friends from, from uh, <laughs> yeah. their Bournemouth days and all that, which was nice to see. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Mason Holgate then, Kev. Um, Send it back. <laughs> Desperately needed. Um, and especially now that Stevens is out. Real, real bad one. Um, good signing, this one. Uh, and yeah, he's 26. And he can also play at fullback too. So vers- versatile defenders are always very, very useful. Um, and he seems comfortable playing out from the back. The ball at his feet is how Martin wants to play. And more importantly, Kevin, uh, Russell Martin is filling his, you know, these gaps with players that fit his system. Yeah, I'll say it again. He'll slot straight back in. Uh, back there, I did it then. Um, yeah, it's 20, 26. I mean, he's a bit like Teller, you know, he's kind of one of those eternal promising youngsters. You're like, fucking hell, is he that old? That's still not old, is it? It's a, it's a great no, age. No, but I mean, yeah. I think it's a great age to prove yourself, yeah. You should be at his prime, really. Yeah. Um, and th- this deal, do you think it's maybe a sweetener for Jay moving in the other direction? Oh, don't say that. I hadn't even thought of that. Could be. I don't think. I don't see why it should. That's not how it works. That's not they how it should. That. That's not how it should. These, work. these two unrelated. Um, yeah. 
Is that what is that what the Flynn Downs one as well? Like Flynn Downs, yeah. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. What's the Ryan Fraser one? Then is that Tino? There you go. It all links up. I hope not. But yeah, uh, Tim, you said you were more excited about Mason Holgate than you were about Ryan Fraser. Um, Is it just because of the gaps that we have at centre back, or is it because you actually like this player a lot, or both? Uh, I think he fits the need more, and the and the reason being is we were not afraid to be able to score goals the last few games. Wasn't afraid about that. Now, obviously, with uh, Tella leaving and Adams potentially leaving, yes, I am. But I think that us leaking goals, especially after people we have just scored, is the opportunity for us to improve on that. And whether that be in the fullbacks or in the center backs, which I think we just, you know, they, they need that challenge to that emphasis. And Holgate is the right person to come in at 26. Uh, could really fit in, slide into what Russell Martin is looking for. And now with Stevens being out, um, Leonco probably leaving, ABK pretty much leaving, uh, he's going to get definitely some time to play. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, it's going to go well because I really do think it could, uh, it, it could be a very, it could be very promising for both us and for Southampton in for him. With the injury to Jack Stevens, surely the club should be doing everything they can to be able to keep Armel Belakoc up now. He's still a quality player, don't forget. He made the World yeah. Cup squad for Germany, of yeah. all things. That's in the, that's ridiculous. We had a World Cup, you know, center back. We had two of them with Salisu and with Belakoc up. Yeah. Ridiculous. And, and Bernard. Not, so there's three of them. Uh, yeah, let's not and, forget. And Chaletza, yeah. Oh, and Chaletza. No, he didn't make the Croatian squad. Um, but let's not. No, he didn't. But let's not forget, right? That Southampton have, have made enough money this summer. They don't need to make any more. I'm Bella Kochup still under contract. They could just pull out of everything and say no, he's not for sale. Why don't they? I mean, they can. They can do that. Whether he wants to move or not, should be second, shouldn't it? And if they want, if they really, really want to keep him, they should. Ju- they should just say that. Like he's not for sale. And I don't really know about yeah. the um. The, uh, the, 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 the bids that have come in from him. I know that Bayern Munich were interested. But, I mean, he's got a contract until 2026, I believe. So, make the most of him. Yeah, and you've got to think that, um, okay, we talk about good business and that sort of thing. But he's the kind of player that you could develop into um, a defender if he gets, you know, um, a regular spot in the squad and makes that role his. Yeah, if, 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 if he gets in the team and plays regularly, um, he can be built up into a player who's worth a lot more than clubs are offering for him now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep him still. I still would. Um, a, a bad one again. I'm going to go for a uh, Jack Stevens injury. Uh, an update yes. from Russell Martin. Um, and he he said fear for, fear for the worst. Not exactly the headline I was expecting to see this morning. Um, it looks like yeah. a bad one. Is he always going to say this? Fear for the worst. Is he always going to prepare us for the worst? Yeah, like with all the previous injuries. So it's like, oh, it looks really bad. And then he said three weeks later, he's um, back in training. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it could just be a ploy to keep people, you know, stay away from him. But I don't think anyone's going to be putting in a bid for Jack Stevens anytime soon. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're already searching for leadership roles, and now we've lost another one. So it's um, uh, are we are we thinking six months? Are we thinking the rest of the season? What? Well, I mean, we don't know, do we? We don't know what. Do we know what is. the injury is? No, we've got no idea. It ain't going to be ready for next Saturday. Let's face it. Yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? He just sort of just lifted his hand up out of nowhere. It's not as if he was tackled to the ground or, you know, fell or something like that. He just went, oh, that, he just felt that, something. That, those are the worst ones, aren't they, really? It's just and dropped oh, to the floor. Yeah. yeah, we've only heard some news about the other injuries that we've had. Um, Camel Dean going to be back soon, apparently. We can kind of, we're expecting him to be in Sold. the squad against Sunderland. 
no, I mean, yeah, we, we've, Russell Martin said quite a lot of good things um, about Camaldine that he's very impressed by him. So, um, yeah, we could potentially see him in Sunderland. And um, he's Stolberg. a teller replacement. He's a teller replacement. That's it. <laughs> there you go. It's like, it's like a new signing. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, Smallbone as well um, has made a quite speedy recovery. So we'll, we'll see him. Uh, very soon. And we talked about ABK. Apparently he played in that behind closed doors friendly against Brentford. Mm. Mm, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it must be fit. That makes it even more weird that he didn't come on. For, uh, but like we said, we wanted to see Flynn Downs and we got that. Yeah. Um, other injury, Dinal Simu uh, ruptured his Achilles. Did we mention that last week? No, he didn't. And I, I feel bad he about didn't. it because no. I was there mm. when I saw it happen. I saw him get carried off the pitch and I still questioned why he wasn't in the squad against Liverpool on Friday night. It's a bit of a brain fart. Yeah. Like, oh, does that mean he's gone out on loan? <laughs> but no, he's uh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> out for a, for a while, it seems. So, yeah, speedy recovery to him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, September, it, it's here. Uh, so that means we have to look at the upcoming schedule and it's it's a busy one. It's a tough one. Just I, think, I mean, after the September is over and we'll. You know, the season will be well into it and we should know whereabouts we're likely to finish. Um, but as I say, some big, big tests in short amount of time. We've got five games in the month of September and that's with an international gap as well. So after that Sunderland trip next week, we have that break. And then we've got four games in 15 days, which is quite brutal. So we've got Sunderland at the Stadium of Light, got Leicester, Ipswich, Middlesbrough at the Riverside, Leeds at home. So there's only two away games and both of them are in the northeast. So it's good to get those ones out of the way. Get those long trips out of the way before the uh, the festive period. Five games in a month doesn't sound brutal until you um, bring into the equation that there'll be a week without football. So Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I mean. It's um, it's tough, but three home games. But those get those home games. Leicester leads Premier League teams last season and Ipswich, who started winning, you know, won three out of four games this year. So, Tim, how many points are we getting from them? I think we're going to get... 11 points. Wow. I'll certainly take that. I think 11 points. I think we'll have uh, Kev, Kev three, three wins and two and two draws. I think we'll actually stay undefeated. Oh, wow. Wow, that would be something. I mean, if we can stay undefeated at the end of September. That's pending Adam stays. If Adam doesn't stay, <laughs> I, I, it will be probably like seven points. Yeah, uh, transfer news. Oh, did we, we, we talked about Nathan Wood last week, didn't we? Um, but that, that £10 million bid was, has been rejected by Swansea. Right, yeah. Which is a shame, because um, that could be a very, very good signing, especially now that we're down a centre-back. Um, well, we're up a centre-back as well now. We're well, no, we're just... Two, we're... two centre-backs up now with um, Mason Holgate and Bella Kotchap back yeah. in the equation. So, yeah, I don't imagine that's going to go anywhere. Um, James McAtee from, from Man City. Is that midfielder. I mean, the rumours are still burbling, but, um, yeah, I don't believe it. Um one move that, that is over is uh, Joel Pirro, obviously. He's gone to Leeds and obviously yeah, stopped scoring that, ways yeah. instantly. So, yeah, that's a shitter. It's a fucking shame, really. Um, yeah, we maybe should have said to Shay earlier on the season, if you want to go, go now, because we're going to bring in Peru. Hmm. Uh, I'm, is this going to be Cody Bap- Gakpo Gate Mark II? Possibly, we're going yeah. to re- regret signing him. At a smaller scale, albeit, but yeah. Hmm. Um, West Ham, defender? Ben Johnson, um, he can play fullback or centre back. I think he's mostly predominantly a, a fullback, um, but his, he's coming to an end end of his West Ham deal, so uh, that that would be a good signing, I believe. Uh, if he can play fullback, that would be quite good, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
probably going to need cover in those positions, aren't we? Um, uh, 28-year-old Granada forward Mertis Rizzuni. Yeah, scored 23 goals his last season. As long as we don't get that Shankland, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, what a name, Shankland. That's going to be the, that's going to be the name of St Mary's now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Shankland. Yeah. We've got no goal scorers, just stick it around, <laughs> just wide of the post. Yeah. Uh, one gone, sorry. Uh, Thierry Small has completed another loan move to St Mirren, so uh, yeah, another one out. Oh, right, because when did that news come out? Uh, yesterday, I believe. Right, because we were talking about why why he wasn't in the squad. Yeah, well, there you go. He's, on uh, Friday. He's off to St. Yeah, you said he must be out on loan again. Um, yeah, all right, well, yeah, good luck in Bonnie Scotland. Um, yeah, Groningen midfielder Johan Hove. Yeah, I think he's just completely empty salacious rumours but um, I do love throwing them around my favourite one of the week I mean yeah there's there's the rumours of Bianca going off to Brazil but my favourite one that I've heard in the week is um, us getting Lavia back on loan uh, Glenn Johnson apparently thinks that that could happen oh well if Glenn Johnson says it then it must be true <laughs> yeah, it must be true always trust a Johnson mate yeah yeah <laughs> I do think we could I mean there's probably enough players at Chelsea that we could pull one of those uh, recent signings that they had I was, you know, hypothetically thinking, you know, who who's realistic? Uh, David Washington, they just signed from Santos mm. or some Brazilian team for a ridiculous amount of money. And then, uh, you know, there's there's I, I think there's other opportunities as well that we could um, potentially do it, although they've had like nine or ten injury first team injuries. So they probably just need to keep everybody. Has Lavia even been in the squad for Chelsea? I don't think he's no. even been on the bench. Has he? No, he's not been in the squad. He, it's, it's only been one games. game, and it two. was uh, oh, it's been two. Yeah. Okay. Chelsea played yesterday, didn't they? So. Oh, they played on Friday. Sorry, they played on Friday. Correct. That was the week before that as well. He didn't. He wasn't in the squad um, when they played uh, West Ham because I was hoping that it was going to be Prousey against Lavia, but it never happened. Is that it for the transfers? I hope so. <laughs> in every sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we need to put out our, our polls for the goal and player of the month for August. Uh, we'll. We'll discuss that and then we'll put the polls out uh, in the week. So, yeah, look out for them and make sure you get your vote. A lot of candidates for both, actually. Uh, 11 goals scored, so we've got to try and whittle those down to four. Uh, and some very, very good individual performance performers uh, of the month. So uh, as long as we don't give it to Nathan Teller, um, then, yeah, it's fine. Um, under 21s, then, uh, they played on Friday night, Friday the 25th against Liverpool at Snow Stadium. Um, a 3-0 loss, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, it was um, kind of devastating. I mean, it was more damage limitation they scored after about 90 seconds or something ridiculous but um, yeah I, I thought we were going to get absolutely knobbed but uh, too bad and a couple of the chances I was quite impressed by Chosen one yes uh, yeah I was as well yeah I thought he played well Derek Abu yeah right back I mm. thought he was um, he was very very keen to go forward and he was shouting for the ball quite a lot so yeah he played well considering that uh, obviously he conceded three but yeah and yeah as I say we got to see a uh, Calvin Davis. Yeah, and Don Ballard in action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they play next on Friday the 1st, and they play at Fulham uh, at Motspur Park. Tottenham Motspur Park. <laughs> sure they'll like that. Uh, the women, uh, pre-season is done. The season kicks off today in an hour. Um, yes, uh, they played their last pre-season game, and it ended well, actually, with a 2-1 win over Aston Villa at Villa's training grounds. 
Uh, that was behind closed doors. So goals from Katie Wilkinson and Lucia Kendall after conceding an early one in the third minute. So, yeah, four o'clock kickoff, um, and they play Lewis today, so the start of the Barclays Championship. So good luck to the ladies. Um, and the under-18s, they kicked off with a 2-2 draw at Brighton uh, last Saturday. They were 2-0 down after 12 minutes, uh, but produced a second-half comeback uh, and grabbed a great point. Uh, two goals in two minutes from Will Merry and Josh Pitts. And next week they play. Oh, no, they don't play next week. They play the week after Saturday the 16th. And that's Norwich at Staplewood. OK, right. QPR then. Never seen anything like this before. A group of men who display all the normal life signs, but seem totally incapable of movement. Never seen QPR play away then. QPR then. 2-1 win. Three more points and a first senior goal from Samuel Adozi after 30 minutes. An instant reply from Jack Colback. Not the first time we've conceded straight to take in the lead. We probably need to work on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Adam Armstrong continues to his impressive start with the winner after the just after the hour. Uh, two assists from Ryan Manning, which was good. I've got him in my fantasy football team, so there we go. Uh, and debuts for Flynn Downs and Ryan Fraser uh, with high praises. Jack Stevens down and out, uh, but a win at home for the first time in 175 days. So yeah, job done. Tim, uh, it wasn't pretty at times. Uh, we struggled to break them down. Actually, just like, I mean, I was talking to Kev on the concourse at halftime saying that this is going exactly how Tim's preview went, uh, that we, you know, they would set up to try and, you know, stop us. Obviously, that's what you've got to do anyway. But you know what I mean? It was going to be very, very frustrating. And we're not, not going to see a lot of uh, a lot of breakthrough. Um, and that's exactly what happened. It just seemed to the first half seemed to drag, didn't really go anywhere. But, you know, eventually the cream rose to the top. Yeah, well, I think that was e easy prediction. If you've ever watched Gareth Ainsworth, uh, he's done, he did go a little less uh, direct than I expected. But I think that's him playing to the strengths of uh, Chair and Sinclair Armstrong. Who's, did, you, well, did you see his, uh, his, his, his leather snakeskin shoes, by the way? <laughs> OK, if we want to talk about him, like I get it. The rocker look it's cool. It's him. It's niche. It's all whatever. Bro, wash your hair. That thing looked gr so greasy that I could smell. I could probably smell it all the way over here. And yeah. oh my god, it was. If I was in the stadium, I would have looked at it and like it, it would. It would have glowed because it needed to be washed that bad. And I could smell the the old dingy backwoods bar stank that he you know at the at the at the, at the concerts that he would be playing at. And yeah. the dive bars and he just probably smells like marble reds and it's it's it was the shoes that got me it, the shit oh, i mean come on mate just, and they were light too yeah. compared to his dark like it didn't really match it wasn't like he, he had like light skin shoes and then it was all black like black and gray something like, tells me he doesn't care no he doesn't yeah, yeah. does he actually yeah. have a pub band i don't know maybe he does um but yeah, uh, as I say, we got the we got the win. But uh, the, the the starters then: uh, Bazunu, Walker, Peters, Bednarik, Stevens, Manning at the back, Alcaraz, Charles, and Stu in the middle. Amo Amayar getting his first start. Adam Armstrong and Sam Adozi. But yes, uh, the one thing that had us concerned, Kevin, was the omission of Jay Adam. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, but considering no Teller, no Adams, this was the best eleven that we could do, right? No, no complaints. Um, yeah, I mean, arguably you might want Downs in there. Who we'd replace is a good question. Charles well, Armstrong, Alcaraz, any? Alcaraz hasn't really can. started the season too well, has he? He's been nah, he a little bit sloppy yesterday, wasn't he? And very sloppy yesterday. Yeah, probably. Uh, he got sent. I oh, got a yellow card as well, didn't he, for uh, arguing with the ref? But you know, no, he hasn't been himself lately. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've got a few stupid yellow cards, so I didn't understand what any of them were for, to be honest. No, the referee was just very, very card happy. I think that was all we could really put out. I think it seemed like Alcaraz wasn't uh, fully fit. And that's why he wasn't doing too well, because we saw in the first two games of the season, he was really good. Like, I think it was, um, I, I think, you know, he had, he, he showed that quality that, could be that talisman, the 10, that, you know, the backing up the, the, the center forward. Um, but to me, I didn't see any other better options than what was, than what we had available, especially with Adams and Tella being out. Yeah. No, I, w- I was happy with it. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Tim, it started just like we expected and looking to get on the ball and, and to pin them back. Lots of progression and, and hoping to break them early. Like you said, we need to get them early. Uh, that's what we, we tried to do. I don't think it really worked. I mean, it quickly became a game that was, was kind of petering and not really moving like we wanted to. I mean, I don't know how you felt, but uh, watching it at the stands, it was just it wasn't what I was. Uh, I wasn't really enjoying it. Well, I think that's the, the that's the concept of possession for possession's sake, and that's where you saw Swansea fans be upset last year that there wasn't it didn't seem like there was a lot of progression. It seems like we're holding onto the ball, we're able to get it in the middle third and push into the final third a little bit. But for those teams who aren't as don't have as good a quality as us, they're happy to sit back and let us dink and dunk around it. Uh, if you take a look at any, and I don't want to compare us to Barcelona, but you know, you, they're perennially always have the, 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 the possession base and it's very slow moving at times. They just happen to have the quality who can break yeah. in and score whenever <laughs> they want. Whereas we don't exactly. So to me, I think that's going to be the way the rest of these games are going to go, uh, for the rest of the season, except for, uh, you know, for Lester, for a couple others that are going to be much more, um, much more lively. But I think you're going to see probably, 17, 18 teams where we're going to have 70% possession and it's going to look like we're not even being successful. We got there in the end, but yeah, uh, Kev, Flynn Downs comes on, makes his debut a lot quicker than we expected. Uh, as we mentioned, Shea Charles slips into the, into the center back role. Uh, we had the discussion as well, like why is Bella Cat, up on the bench if you're not going to use him in these in emergencies. But, um, Downs did a good job, you know, and it does look comfortable. You have the second most touches on the pitch, and bearing in mind he didn't start the first 25 minutes, so that's great. Uh, two tackles, one interception, 116 passes completed from 117 attempted. Now that's 99.1% <laughs> completion percentage, which is excellent. Um, progressive wow. passes also, so that, you know, it wasn't just sideways or backwards. Um, he had the most carries. I just think, Kevin, he's going to be a very, very important cog uh, in Russell Martin's system. Yeah, I mean, you know, a big boost to fill in the middle of that midfield. But, um, yeah, I think 
think he can definitely do the job for us. Yeah, and he did. He did yesterday. He came in and uh, what, when we as I say, a difficult circumstances, wasn't expecting to get the get the nod like he did, uh, and you know the reshuffle and all that. But uh, yeah, we did get the breakthrough. Samuel Adozi after 30 minutes, his first goal. Uh, looking back at that, actually, that pass from Manning was special. That was brilliant because you know Dozy then takes the takes the ball, runs with it, cuts inside, um, and has a shot, and the skate couldn't keep it out. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor goalkeeping, it has yeah. to be said. But yeah, really, really delighted for a Dozy. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's unlikely in in many ways. I mean, yeah, um, Begovic kind of that unlikely fumble there. Um, yeah, that unlikely assist from from Manning and yeah, Dozy with the unlikely shot. It, it it didn't, you know, look like it was the most powerful shot when we saw it live. But, it was I mean, kind of right at it, 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 yeah. But on on the replay, replay, it looks a bit more powerful. But yeah, I was a bit confused with why Begovic couldn't deal with that. Because he's a uh, skate. <laughs> Once yeah. a skate, and it was kind of out, out of nowhere completely that goal. Like nothing was really happening just before and then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, took t- took a well-deserved leave though, Tim, and and which is what we've been doing all season, start off on the front foot. Um, but it didn't last. It didn't last last week against Plymouth. Um, they were nowhere near looking looking like looking a threat. Um, and then you know we, we get what we deserve by taking the lead, and then we concede. Now this is a problem because this can't continue. Um, it's a recurring I, theme, isn't it? Yeah, a bit like the set pieces, which we didn't concede again, by the way. So yeah, That's but yeah, uh. And, you know, that changes the game, Tim, because right away they're back in the game and they're, they're against the run of the play. Colback hits a beauty, by the way, off the post and it's and it's 1-1. But what's the problem? Why? I mean, what, I remember when, when we scored, I was thinking, because we were right behind the ball again. We looked really, really focused. And I was thinking, right, Russell Martin must have said to the lads, don't concede straight away again. Don't let that happen again. And I thought, yeah, Just we're not going to do it again. Not going to do that again. Not going to. Oh, shit, we've done it again. But, yeah, I mean. What was the problem with this, Tim? Why, why are we caught with our pants down again? So I'm going to give Colback. Oh, uh, that's who scored the goal, correct? If, yeah, Jack Colback. Um, Jack Colback. Yeah. I'm going to give him more credit than probably what's, you know, the timing is really unfortunate because that's happened multiple times now this season so far. But Colback shot from that far out. I mean, you want him taking shots from 25 yards out. And the context was that it was a def- there was a clearance and then it, uh, it was just an awkward clearance and deflection. And the timing was just like lucky for him to be in a position and then be able to make that shot. Uh, I think that's more good on him than it was bad on us. So but because of the timing, that's what screwed that's what screwed things over. So if you have them continually shoot from 25 yards out, they're likely to get blocked. They're likely to miss. And there's not as much talent in the championship for people to make those shots and the percentage that they're going to be. I guess I'm okay with it, but it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. And Kev, I blamed, I said, I didn't say I blamed Bazunu, but looking back at it again, it was one of those ones like, oh, you're not getting anywhere near that. Uh, we both did at the time, and it was a goal that sort of came in in slow motion when we saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we thought that Bazuna would be able to get to. I mean, it's yeah, unfortunately. I mean, Amo Amio gets sloppy, just losing possession, real careless to touch, and um, uh, yeah, Shay Charles doesn't get a foot to it when he could have. Again, I think I agree with Tim. There's the timing there. Um, if, if the time had been, you know, a fraction of a second, maybe you would have got to it. 
but um, it was just a bit bit too quick to to beat Charles, and then yeah, Bazunu kind of I don't know, yeah, it comes comes in off the post behind him, doesn't it? He, he kind of yeah. makes the save, but he just yeah just doesn't quite get to him. So, yeah, yeah, very very um, good unfortunate. But then all of a sudden, Tim QPR on the front foot after that, um, spraying passes out wide to uh, um, Sinclair Armstrong, I believe. Um, and well, no, it wasn't him. But I'm um, Sinclair Armstrong put them two one up, didn't he? But um, saved by the flag. And it's, I don't know. QPR just kind of like enjoyed a little bit of a a decent spell after that, after their equaliser. And it went it went on to the second half as well. I mean, that that was a clusterfuck of a goal because um I, I could see it sort of unfolding right in front of us um with um Carl Walker Peters just gets gets beaten right in front of us by the corner flag. Armstrong, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He starts sort of break dancing in front of Ilya Chair. Just, just drops to the floor and starts sort of going around in circles. And then, um, yeah, Bazunu does make the save, but doesn't quite smother the ball. And that's enough for, for Armstrong to, to tap it in. And I thought Fuck we were fucked sake. then. Because, you, know, you know, you know, they're going to absolutely park the bus and um, yeah. make, make things difficult for us. Um, but yeah, so like I heard the whistle and the flag, and I thought, oh, thank God for that, because um, Armstrong he was causing quite a bit of trouble. He was um, making life difficult um, down that our right hand side. Amar was, I mean, because he's a bit of a unit, isn't he? And uh, Amar Amiyar is um, is not a bit of a bit of a bantam, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's a bit of a lightweight, but yeah, he's seventeen. <laughs> um, Tim, second half overall, you look back at it and think, yeah, it was good. But it didn't start that way. Uh, Bazunu makes a good save from Chair um, after Alcaraz was caught in possession. Um, they had another effort uh, that went to the left of Bazunu's post. And they had one that hit the bar. You know, and this all came because we were completely controlled in the game at this uh, before they, they equalised. And then straight into the second half, I was preparing for a loss at this point, Tim, and it just we just simply weren't good enough. Really? Yeah, you saw me at halftime. I was fuming. But I mean, the, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> my uh, my prediction of a draw was sitting pretty good there, and once again, unfortunate uh, that oh, unfortunate that they were eventually able to score. But to me, I think, and we were talking about the there's a, they have enough ta- they have enough attacking talent that that can really uh, could have changed us, and we getting caught out of position. Uh, alongside being such a high line, created those chances. And so to me, outside of basically a dozy ripping their team apart for the entire first half and for maybe at least a, co- a little portion of the second half, they I think they had more attack than us, which was yeah. kind of scary. What, I mean, it's scary to think about when you, without our team, um, without our attack, primarily attack with Adams and, and uh, Tella, it makes sense. So to me, I, I mean, with... Yeah, with Armstrong being able to be caught off dive, which was which was right, and Bazuna making the right save, um, it, it looked scary. It looked like a draw to me. That was how it was going to end up, and I think they uh, ultimately were lucky, but we just pursued and were able to have more talent to, to get the second goal. Yeah, so many Armstrongs on the field is confusing. Three of them, but yeah, um, yeah, and I think Kev, we'll go to the stats in in, in a bit, but um. I think they had more shots than us, I believe, which was a which was a first for this season. Um, but Sam Amo Amaya, we, we we talk about him and we we said at halftime that he's looked like he struggled and it, it, you think it's going to be tough for him because he's 17. He's coming up against seasoned vets like Steve Cook. They're not going to be afraid to give him a good old kick, and you know he's got to be intimidated. And he lost a lot of those one on ones up high, 
Um, but we did see Ryan Fraser come on, um, and that was the move that, that turned the game around for us, I think. That experience is what we needed. Uh, and then then it was just a question, can we turn this one point into three? Uh, yes, we can. And I thought I thought Fraser changed the game. I thought his movement, I yeah, thought he, 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 he looked frustrated when he didn't get the ball or when those runs didn't come off. And he just gave us more of a different dynamic and more direct. And yeah, it definitely changed the game for us. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, it was, it was a weird one. I mean, in, in the first half, there were a lot of crosses into the box. And I'll give um, Amo I mean, credit. I mean, he did, did send a few in, um, as did the dozy. problem was that there was like, nobody in the right position to get on the end of him. When Mara came on, I thought his positioning was great. I thought I saw, saw him sort of finding that space in the box, um, like stay, staying just on the side, keep getting himself enough, enough, enough space to get the ball. But then he was denied the service, which, which was <laughs> completely confusing for me. But... Yeah, Fraser. I mean, Fraser um, on a number of occasions and um, Armstrong both got really frustrated because they're making sort of little little runs in um, behind the line. Um, but either whoever's on the ball doesn't yeah, spot it, it or they Stuart just Armstrong send it back. Or Ryan Manning, yeah, we're just like, ah, oh, yeah, a bit too late, uh, or we just go back. So frustrating. Yeah, and he's traded on side. He's got to come back and do it all over again. But um, yeah, I mean, this is Martin Ball for us. But Adam Armstrong, he, he did score, 64th minute, and another goal, uh, and another assist from from Ryan Manning. Very, this was a very very good finish. Like one thing on his mind as soon as he got that strike, ball was just like a patient after that patient build up, yeah, and just a whack and finally paid off. I think Tim, it was one of those goals that it looks so much better when you look at it again. At the time, it was just like. Because it was coming, because we were, we were just going backwards and mm. forwards, side to side. We knew that the pressure was there. Uh, and then when it went in, you're just like, yes, relief. You know, we can celebrate a little bit. I don't think we're going to concede again. But when I look back at the goal, I thought, my goodness, that wasn't, I didn't give that enough credit. That was a fantastic goal, Tim. Yeah, and it started with, yeah, you mentioned Fraser coming up. Uh, we were able to push and keep the ball higher up the pitch with Fraser being there. And then Man- that gave up Manning the opportunity to time to slide on up and then eventually get it into Armstrong, who was in the correct position and just made a pure, amazing play uh, uh, to be able to score it. So I think it's his success is the product of the team with that sub because uh, SAA, I'm going to completely mess up his last name every time I say it, so I'm just going to use SAA. He was he the reason that he wasn't as good is that he was a right winger playing and he only has a left foot. He doesn't have much of a right foot at all. So you see him always cut back in and what made, you know, what made uh, things predictable on that right side and wasn't a bunch of a threat. But when you brought Fra- Fraser in on the left and then you pushed a dozy over to the right, who's much more of a two footed player that allowed for that change and that success. So when you when you look at it all, like I think that was build up of the team that uh the build, build up the changes necessary before adam armstrong allowed what it, it basically the team changes allowed adam armstrong to flourish and make that uh make that shot it was good it was good from russell martin and it was and it was it was it was changes that were made at the right amount of time because there was still time to win this game as opposed to just sit on the draw like ruben sayas would have probably done or try to sit on the draw and then lose like um uh, nathan jones would have done but yeah it's um it's a win First and foremost, uh, let's let's be happy about it. But it wasn't the greatest performance, and a performance like that last season meant we were going to lose because that's what happened. But 
are you concerned at all that with these players going out that we can continue to keep this going? Because I, I don't know, Kev, I think we should have made this game a little bit more comfortable, but we struggled to make yeah. things happen. And if you look at it from a QPR point of view, especially from Gareth Ainsworth, he would have been happy with his team. And the fans weren't exactly upset about the loss because if you look at what they're saying about the game, they're saying that it was a narrow, narrow defeat and we played really well. I mean, despite having a whopping what amount QPR of possession. Yeah, despite having a whopping amount of possession, though, and, and we were we were outshot at home against a team with three losses out of four. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, we, we know we've got bigger tests coming up very shortly, and we still need to improve if we're going to beat the likes of Leicester, who, by the way, remain perf- perfect. But you know, the window closes in a week; things can finally settle down then. But I don't know. I'm I'm just a little bit concerned that we we're well, we're winning. We're getting the three points. That's the main thing to take from it, but we're not winning well. Um, like I feel like we should be winning. Yeah. I mean, I'll try and address those points um, in, in order. I mean, the, the shots that they had, I mean, it was 11 to our seven. Um, I don't know how many of those must've gone to the side, side netting, but um, I imagine it's quite a few. Um, the shots that they did have weren't really big opportunities. Um, I, I guess I'll ask you for the XG in a bit. Um, but yeah, I was frustrated towards the end because, you know, we're, we're, we're on a roll. Um, Armstrong puts us ahead and we, we pretty much dominated the game from, from then on. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I'm quite happy for us to, to, um, shithouse our way, uh, through additional minutes, uh, just by keeping possession of the ball and not, not letting them have it at all. And, you know, passing around, around the back, around the front, around anywhere. But you can't do that for half an hour. And you, you want to put the match beyond reach for QPR. And there, there, there were opportunities that we had that were just wasted by the, the midfield passing it back to the defence when uh, there, there were opportunities to be had. I don't, I don't see it as a half an hour of tippy-tappy keep, keep possession. I mean, I don't have the stats for this exactly, but how many shots did we have after we went 2-1 up? Two shots, they had one. Oh, OK. Um, so, I, I can remember... Was Stuart Armstrong? Uh, Manning had a crack, didn't he? Stuart yeah. had one. And um, Fraser had that run one-on-one with the keeper right at the, right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that would have I, been amazing if you'd put that on. Oh yeah, that would have been something. But I mean, I I remember it was um I think it was the 90th minute. Yeah, it must have been because they put the minutes up for uh for six minutes added on time, which I, I was fine with because I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. Um, and I I just thought, well, there was people next to me screaming for Saints to to, to crowd the box, just get in the box. But I was just thinking to myself, no, <laughs> just keep the ball. Yeah, so at that point, point I was fine. Yeah, yeah, at that point, lead. protect the lead. Yeah, fair enough. And we we yeah, even had a free the... kick, didn't we? Uh, and they didn't have anyone in the box for it. So QPR built the wall, and it's like, well, we're not going to fucking shoot from here. There's no one in the box. Like, we, And, of course, they just passed it around, and uh, I, I was happy with that. But obviously the Saints fans were not, because they were still saying, you know, we can beat, we can get another one. We can, but no, <laughs> not for me. I don't think it was a half an hour of uh, a jobby of uh, of hanging on. It certainly didn't didn't trouble us after that, did they? I mean, I didn't, apart from, yeah, like I said, that, that moment, um, can we talk about that? Because that, that was brilliant. Um, Mara getting taken down at the halfway line and winning that free kick. And yeah. Just, just instantly takes it and uh, plays in phrase. Yes. That one-on-one run. That was so exciting. Yeah, I was just, just willing that to happen. But apparently the, the ref um, brought it back. He said he would have disallowed it um, anyway, even if 
Fraser would have scored because um, apparently Mara um, didn't stop stop the ball wasn't stationary when he took the free kick. Ah, oh, so what he just let it go. But, he wanted to break yeah. some hearts then. <laughs> I mean, I don't, looking back at it, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. It's kind of fifty-fifty. It's difficult to tell, but. Yeah, that that was my highlight from the, the last 25 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we always um, boss possession, don't we? Uh, 74% possession. Uh, yeah, 786 passes, uh, 92% accuracy. Yeah, I always like these stats this season. Uh, 958 touches. Yeah, it's all right if you're winning, but if you get 786 passes and you don't win, then it's like, well, what's the point? Possession for possession's sake's not working. Seven shots to their 11. Well, and it is working. We're unbeaten so far this season. Um, yeah, we we, we had um, yeah, seven shots, three on target. Um, they had 11 shots, five on target. Mm. But I, I think those stats are, are really flattering in QPR. Well, you say that. Look at the XG. Tim, what's the XG? 1.6 for us. And for QPR? Uh, 1.2. Okay, 1.6 for us, 1.2 for QPR, Kev. I'm going to say it's going to be about even. 1.1 each, isn't it? Okay, us was 0.4. You're joking. No, and QPR was 0.7. Wow. QPR, take it. And if you look at all the stats, basically, apart from possession and obviously the scoreline, then QPR did well. You know, you don't need to pass it 786 times. And they still scored. They scored a, a worldie, really, didn't they? Um, listen to how they, you know, how they how they perceived the game. They're saying that there was a narrow defeat, and it was. They troubled us for about fifteen minutes max. Yeah. I wasn't that nervous. No. Okay. Well. Yeah, I just figured. I thought it was an, an exciting match to watch. I think any match that you watch under Russell Martin is good. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be highs and lows is going to be a bit of a roller coaster but yeah i'm 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 all in for it but i just want us to be a bit more ruthless i want to see a big win this season i'm not saying an 8-0 yeah. in sunderland i'm just saying we we, we need to no nah, like a 5-2 isn't it? Well, no a clean sheet we need a clean sheet that would be nice <laughs> um <laughs> i wouldn't put Bazuno in your fantasy team let's put it that way. <laughs> uh tim your man of the match i think Adozi did so much being able to take on players and he really was dominant down the left side he was our massive attacking threat and we led through him throughout the majority of the game so I love, you know, it's one of those, like, do you want to spread the wealth and tell, uh, you know, Dozy that this was, his, this was his best game as a Southampton player to me. So Adam Armstrong has been utterly amazing and he is, he's in the threat right now to be the best player in the championship completely, which is amazing. And then he's playing whatever role he's scoring. He's doing everything that you could hope for. And then some, um, but Adozi taking the next step up when we needed an attacking threat, scoring the goal, taking on players, making players completely fall to their backside, which was hilarious. If you saw that one where he turned him, yes. uh, he turned him out. Um, that was hilarious. It wasn't Steve he, Cook again, was it? No, I think it was going to be right in front of you where you guys were sitting too. No, it was the it? other end. It was the other. It was the other end. It was the oh. northern. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that's thanks. But mm. uh, to me, uh, I think. Uh, it's going to be a dozy. I want to give it to him and I want to give him props for stepping up. And this was his, uh, this is good signs to come for him. I am going to give it to Adam Armstrong. I mean, I've been back and forth on this. Um, I want to, I mean, 
I, I want to give it to Ryan Fraser because I think, you know, had he played more minutes, I would have given it to him because I think he changed the game. You know, his speed, desire to get on the ball, always looking to cross his movement just gave us another option. And it was quite a stubborn QPR defence. Um, but I will give it to Adam Armstrong because, you know, I don't think he had particularly a good first half. I don't think anybody did. He didn't really do anything. But the second half was much better. He got pulled back into into the middle again. And I mean, he did get the winner. He had the most blocks in the team as well. And he still still runs back and, and, and puts in the shift. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it to, to Adam Armstrong again. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to for you to take it off of him at the moment. I'm so glad that I'm last this week because I was torn three ways and it was between Adozi and Armstrong. Um, obviously, they both got a goal each, so they're obvious candidates. Um, but seeing as you've chosen each of them, uh, yeah, I'm going to, um, for the reasons you stated, I'm going to give it to Ryan Fraser. Player ratings as well. We've had the uh, the Pundit games again, uh, the player ratings. I hope you've uh, put yours in, everyone. Yeah, I'll give the top five. Stuart Armstrong, fifth with uh, 6.90. Uh, then we go Kyle Walker-Peters with seven. Uh, Ryan Fraser, 7.9, Samuel Adozi, 8.0, and Adam Armstrong, 9.0. So there you go. You, you've uh, you've spoken. Um, I will give some uh, some comments out that we've received as well. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, a game we should have won and did. Wasn't the prettiest, but 10 points out of 12 is the start we needed for, for the promotion push. Scared about attack options now. Uh, that seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? Another one says poor defending, but overall a bloody good win. Uh, another uh, says disappointed, conceded straight again, straight away uh, after first goal, but really positive with signing Fraser. Changed the game. Armour a revelation. Uh, and the last comment we've got here is E-I-E-I-E-I-O. I'll let you fill in the gaps there. But yeah, thanks for all the comments. So yeah, uh, again. We'll do that next week. You can do it for Sunderland. And speaking of Sunderland, we have them next Saturday, Saturday, the 2nd of September, 12.30 kickoff from the Stadium of Shite. It is on Sky Sports. Tim, what is their nickname? The Black Cat. The Black Cats. Kevin, what is your nickname? Well, they are known as the Mackhams, the Weirsiders, um, or the Fat Slags, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if they're on the River Weir, um, they can be the 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 weirdos, the weird side weirdos, the werewolves, or or the weary men. Weary they're weary men. on the ball, okay. nervous. We'll take all of those. So uh, does that sum up quite well, Tim? Sure. Nerv- well, those of us stateside might know them from the what would I would say the best soccer uh, series and documentary of all time, uh, Sunderland Until I Die. It's and the reason for that is based on its realism. I think it's it's purely realistic and it's great to be able to see what can be the, you know, I would say the downfall, but the 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 realistic idea that there's things and issues that can come about from uh, being, uh, you know, a team in the league and not being successful. So, you know, last year was their first season in the championship after they were just promoted from League One via the playoffs and they stuck into the championship playoffs in sixth place in the last day of the season. Uh, that was primarily uh, pushed on by a few loans pushed in the uh, the January window. And overall, they overachieved last season under Tony Mowbray. Uh, and even despite the loss to Luton in the playoffs, uh, it was really a success for them. So their last season leader and really their talisman of the team was Ahmad Diallo on loan from Manchester United for the full season. 
He had 13 goals, and that's another person I think we've had loose links with, back and you know mm-hmm. earlier this earlier this year. So if we were able to get that opportunity to you know get him uh, get him in our squad, I think he would be fantastic. Yeah. So known known championship commodity, 13 goals, and would really would really thrive. So uh, other key players they had, and I'm looking at their loan players because they were the massive uh, contributors. Ellis Sims from Everton, who's now at Coventry. Joe Gelhart back at uh, back at Leeds. So right there is another 10 goals that they didn't have. So 23 goals that they from last year that are not there. Um, so looking at, let's see, take a look. New transfers. Really, there's only one major one that they've got there, and that's Joe Bellingham. Three million uh, pounds signing from Birmingham City. Scored twice and, last week, didn't he? Yeah. And you immediately think of it. I'm like, OK, this guy is just basically the younger brother of Jude. He's going to be a CDM. He's going to be really successful. Maybe not as successful as Jude is, but that's not really the case. If you look at his heat map for the entire season with Sunderland, he's definitely more of an attacking mid. And while he had did like a kind of an eight role at Birmingham City, he even last against Coventry was their their striker. Um, so he was the highest up the pitch and only had one percent possession, which is not going to be the best. Uh, you want to have the ball. You want to get the ball to him. He, he's going to be good. Uh, being able to progress and do everything in the in the center, and so they have an issue there with striker uh, because of the massive long term injury of um, Ross Stewart, who's their uh, you know primary striker, who's been he tore his Achilles tendon. Um, so there really hasn't been anything else. The rumblings at the window plus the uh, you know Thursday ahead of the game. You know, let's see them there. I think they're going to be very active. And what scares me is that they're going to basically pop in three or four players, and they're going to be great, and we're going <laughs> to not do too well. But how they started so far? Only four points in four games. Uh, one win, one draw, two losses, and they also were knocked out of the EFL Cup. So they lost to Ipswich, who's doing really well this season. They lost to Preston, who's doing really well this season. They beat Rotherham, who's uh, a relegation candidate, and they drew Coventry, which Hasn't pushed on from their playoff push last year, thanks to the loss of Victor uh, Gorquez or whatever, however. Yeah. So looking at his tactics, Tony Mowbray, I mean, he, he personally, he looks like a scary guy. He looks like a mm. true Englishman who can fight you in a pub and uh, it's kind of a scary. But uh, so far, at 4-2-3-1 all season long, nothing has differed. And how do they play? Um, they're pragmatic. And without that, go- the, those wingers, the creative uh, touch up front, they've been fairly lackluster. So with 20 years as a manager, you know, multiple teams that Tony's been able to, to manage, um, you know, what are they going to do? And their first three games, they rotated through Job. And while he scored two goals in that, uh, that attacking um, 10 role and pushing him up to the to up top was actually a poor, poor choice. So they play through the triangles with the fullback, their center mids. So Daniel Neal and Equa and like whatever winger that they're out there. And Jack Clark is usually that uh, the winger. So their strengths right now, this season, they, there really aren't any, but they've done a decent That's what job. We like of, to hear. <laughs> yeah. They, they drop back and they can be compact. Um, I mean, they've let in five goals so far in four games. So um, who, who knows? Uh, weaknesses mentioned it just a couple times. They aren't, they don't have a true striker. They lack flair and a, uh, attacking quality outside of Clark and playing Joe out of position. It's not good. It's, it's not going to be, um, 
I don't think it's a success. So Joe Clark Ross um, um, are definitely their main player, key players with Ross Stewart being completely out after tearing his Achilles tendon. It, it, he might be able to come back in the, in the mid to late springtime. Uh, no suspensions to be had. So what is a prediction? 1230 PM kickoff on Saturday. So that's uh, for central time zone. That's 630 AM for me. I'll wake up at like 625 and roll out of bed and, and start watching the game. But it's the longest away trip of the season outside of Middlesbrough. And, uh, you know, long trip away, early, you know, kickoff right after the signing window, which I think they're going to get a good, good, a bunch of players you got to be lucky to get any result because every game in the championship is a slog. What do I think? I think it's a 2-1 loss. After everything you said, there's yeah. no they got oh, they got no You got my confidence up and then you did me as well. Like, oh. <laughs> do you know do you know so much so Tim that I had a 1-1 draw but I decided to change it based on your um on your preview because like the, the lack of goals that they seem to just have up there and you know the, only the, four the, goals. Yeah, four goals fact, this season. And the yeah, fact two that they're playing playing Joe about a position, I'm going to change it and I'm going to go 3-1 to Saints. So I had a draw and now I'm going 3-1. I think so at Stadium of Lights, oh, it's always a difficult place to play because those fans are nuts, but massive, massive stadium as well. Beautiful stadium. But uh, yeah, I think, we, I think we're going to be too good for him. And I think, Kev, it's going to be one of those games where we completely control everything, possession, shots, um, and we maybe we can see the soft one. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna take it quite easily. I think we're gonna win three one. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do the same. But um, yeah, I wasn't too confident going into this. But um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna take you a one all draw. It's mm. a difficult place to go. So yeah, point I think wouldn't be too bad actually. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. So predictions then. We've got uh, five correct uh, two one scores. We have Tony Mears. Kindly Platypus, Colt Baker, Frederick Lazaro, uh, and in the channel all went 2-1 over QPR. Uh, Tim Brucker still has a slender lead over me and Tony Mears. Uh, 14 points to Tim and 12 to me and Tony. Uh, but yeah, remember, get those Sunderland predictions in. Oh, I will say, Kev, that I gave you uh, an extra point last week for some reason. I don't know why, because I was a point ahead of you and I gave you 12 points. Uh, but I've taken that back now, so you're still a point behind me. Uh, sorry, uh, I don't know why I did that. Uh, uh, Super Six. Uh, round two was won by Tom Hennigan, Jason Braganza, Andrew Knight and Lee Davey with 11 points. Uh, round three is ongoing. Uh, the overall lead is Andrew Knight and Stephen Allen on 22 points. Uh, right. Really quickly. Let's do fantasy. For Kevin. I've currently got 39 points. OK. I think Highland must have just scored. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually been updating it. I've been um, been a bit slack. So I'm going to um, yeah, get my get my team together 68 points so far let's yeah, see you, if you, uh Holland is bossed it yeah Holland does um yeah i have colwell gusto and nicholas jackson and so right there has been a is, a is a strong push alongside rashford and fernandez saka's eight um let's see if holland gets any bonus or maybe a late late goal take a look at our podders league um yeah tim is a standout winner so far He's beaten all of the Saints score lads. Um, yeah, we're in the doldrums, so I don't want to talk about it. In our big league, I'm 76th. I'm 101st, um, Kev, so don't worry. Tim is 13th. Very, very good so far, yeah. Mm. Um, but the top three are Crooner, Supreme, Andy Williams. Um, <laughs> this dropped a clue. Bunch of goals going. 182 points. Uh, one point ahead of him is uh, 
David Phillips's Dixie's Dinner. Um, uh, top of the league, uh, yeah, by six points is Aaron Rzicki and his team, a plate of garnachos. Um, <laughs> top, top punnage there. Uh, Tim Gaffer. Look at Moscow Mush up top of the league right now, doing really well. But I would Franca. say that. I would say that Ray, you're you have the best team so far because you have you are three points more than me and you missed the first week completely. Yeah, yeah, I did have so a good week again. You've had you've been absolutely crushing it. So your team looking really good. Um, I'm sitting fifth of ten players, and uh, Tim Brucker though is at second second place. So. Uh, a question. Um, why does my vice captaincy not get my uh, captain's points? Because I gave the captaincy to um, Jay Adams um, and he's just been taken off the bench. And my vice captain was uh, Jewelsbury Hall and he didn't get the points for it. So your emergency captain gets was, the uh, points. Oh, for, for, bollocks. I yeah. Delap, Delap is, oh, there you go. Yeah, he, he and, was on five. But that's OK, because Dewsbury Hall it, it, at the vice captain gets one point five points or, you know, one point five multiplier. So you want to deal up anyways with five points to get your uh, yeah. times two. Yeah, so okay. all in all, uh, you're looking pretty good. Yep, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Shit, I just realized I got Begovic as my sub goalkeeper, Kev. What an ass. I've got him at, I had him actually in my team. No, I, he was only one point. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But my keeper is I Melier. And, him out. And he got me. He got me two. So not much. Not really bad. Well, Wilson would have got me seven. Is he? Is oh, he? dear. Who's Wilson? Is he Preston? Coventry. I can tell from the shirts. Coventry. Coventry yeah. that's I love how you have yeah. Vestigard in your team, though. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> um, he's been playing as well. He has. Been doing all right, actually. Ah. He's been starting, and that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna crush the league. They're, they're don't fantastic. say that. They, they, and, they, they haven't come to the good this year. Wait till they come to Shankland. They're gonna get absolutely spanked. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we sign them. We're just gonna rename it. Shankland. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Next week, then uh, we'll be on hand to discuss the Sunderland trip, and we'll look forward to a week off for the international break. Uh, but yes, we will award our player and goal of the month for August. Uh, and then we shall return to the, uh, to action post break. And we face the big one. Leicester City are back at St. Mary's. Yeah, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up my Southampton. Podcast Network.